You are tuning into the 174th edition of the Dawson D Show, and it's great to have your company. But get ready for an episode that's absolutely going to blow your mind. Our guest today is one of Australia's leading psychic mediums. Over the past few years, he's built up a large social media following through his many correct psychic predictions. He's built a trusted reputation, and to tell us all about it, ladies and gentlemen, it's David the Medium. Now, this podcast gets very deep very fast as we discuss some of the amazing facets of David's career. But not only that, just to get things started, David makes an amazing observation within minutes of meeting us that blew our mind. David is about to share his story with you from how he discovered his ability and getting to where he is today to using his intuition to literally save his life. But beyond his amazing career, David shares his fascinating theories on what the soul is and how it works, what happens when we die, how he communicates with spirits, and why there is the ability to do so. Plus, we discussed all the hard-hitting religious questions to try and find where it sits amongst all of this. Now, as an added bonus, it will absolutely floor you. David did a reading on us, which was so accurate it left us speechless. The whole reading is available to watch right now on YouTube, so head over there if you want to see David live in action, and make sure you subscribe while you're there. But without further ado, let's get into the episode. Here is a great man, David the Medium. Well, Doss, I'm very excited for this episode. I come in with a lot of curiosity and something spooky just happened literally two minutes ago, which we'll talk about in a second. But firstly, David the Medium, welcome to the Doss and D Show. So good to be here. Thank you so much for having me on, boys. Oh, oh. we're so excited. This has been a long time coming for us. Yeah, a bit of ambition. The audience has asked for him on multiple occasions, so hopefully we'll do uh, the audience a bit of justice. Yeah, well, some, a couple of people we know who have actually been read by David and we've heard uh, amazing things. And we're like, we have to get the man on. We have to talk about your life and your journey to where you've gotten to now. So um, funnily enough, though, maybe share what just kind of happened. So we're sitting around probably five minutes ago and David just goes, which one of you have got Latvian heritage, which is myself? Straight away in my mind, I'm like... I'm thinking of my Instagram, I'm like, there's nothing there that's got Latvia. I'm like, I don't have any tat- tattoos. I'm not wearing anything. There's nothing around me. And I said, yeah, I've I'm, I'm got Latvian heritage. I said, how the hell did you know that? <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm like thinking, as he looked at my Facebook, as he, nothing's there. What comes into your mind for that to make such a bold it's so and correct comment? <laughs> Geography is a really big thing for me. So okay. even when I'm sitting down with people uh, and in a real chilled state, I'll kind of get flags or I'll hear like, languages or sort of things like that so spirit just likes to draw in on that god knows why they brought it up because it's not really like dominant part of your life i guess to be very fair but just something it's like a little party trick sometimes oh absolutely starting from the start where did it all start for you in this game because you said before you know for us it was such a shock when that happened and you said it was a shock for me when it first happened as well when you started working out that you know this was this was going to be your career yeah I mean, for me, it's really interesting. So I'm in my mid-30s at the moment, but I didn't know until I was 24 that I actually had the ability to be a psychic medium. So it wasn't something that I grew up with or something that I, you know, I didn't see people at the end of my bed when I was a kid or anything like that. I was a natural skeptic. I didn't actually believe in it. I wasn't raised religious necessarily. I didn't have a view of the afterlife. I just kind of thought that when we, you know, died inverted commas, that that was it. Mm. And But I was always open-minded to it, even though I was so obnoxious and so black and white as a man in my early 20s. But I got recommended to go see a medium by a work colleague that I worked with. So my background is actually corporate. I spent basically 12 years of my life after school working in corporate, predominantly legal, and got recommended by a work colleague to go see a medium. Went in really like, I'm not going to tell her a thing if she asks any questions, yes or no answers. And this was kind of before social media anyway. And she blew my mind. Like the stuff that she was bringing up was really crazy, like recounting conversations I'd even had with people. And she said to me on the first time, she goes, you realize you can do this? 
And I was like, no way. And she's like, I actually thought you knew, but you know, five minutes after talking to you, I realized you've got no idea. But long story short, she ran a mentoring class. Uh, it was at her house in Berwick on a uh, Wednesday night around the couch. Forced myself to go because I didn't really want to go to start with because I was a bit sort of, not uneasy about it, just a bit like, oh, whatever kind of thing. <laughs> Still so obnoxious, even though she'd literally proven it was yeah. real. And yeah, long story short, did mentoring with her for two years and turns out I could do it. I believe every single person can do what I do. There's nothing necessarily special about me, I say. Everyone can sing. Maybe not everyone sounds like Pavarotti to start with. Uh, some have a natural ability to sound like Pavarotti. Some need singing lessons. And yeah, so did the classes with her. I was reading people on the side, but predominantly working in corporate, you know, all through my late 20s. Uh, and right before I turned 30, like fate would have it, I say universe kind of just changed like I was in a real toxic fucking job and that sort of ended and just moved to Port Melbourne and life was all up in the air and even though I was working in corporate I was still reading people one or two times a week just even on you know evenings or weekends and they started started like I ended up leaving that real shitty job and clients were starting to message me being like oh do you ever have availability during the day and I was like well yeah I kind of do but and then it honestly exploded so been doing it full time for yeah, nearly seven years now. Wow. Wow. I, I'm, we're going to dive into all of that shortly and I'm really interested to hear aspects of your journey and, and especially at the start, it's going to be interesting. But yeah. before that, you mentioned all of us have the ability of, of somewhat of a psychic ability. What is that? Yeah. Just to break it down because we're going to have a lot of skeptics, I'm sure, listening mm. and even to a degree probably us, we're going to be skeptical in some aspects of mm. it. So what does that actually mean to have some kind of psychic ability, like really breaking it down? Yeah, well, I think when everyone pays attention to it, like everybody has gut feelings, everyone has instinct and intuition on a lot of things. Like even if you're not necessarily classing it under the spiritual umbrella, we all sort of have extrasensory ability. Um, like I'm sure you boys can think of circumstances in the past where there's maybe been real coincidental things happen or mm. suddenly you'll just get these real gut feeling to call someone or you feel like someone's about to text you, you pick up your phone, you get a text message mm -hmm. come through. At the end of the day, you know, whether you're religious or not, whether you're, you know, have a spiritual higher understanding or not, there has to be more than what we see. And you know, even science recognizes that. So I'm a very sort of logical black and white person. I like to call myself the mainstream medium in a lot of ways. Uh, but everything is energy and that's not necessarily a spiritual thing. Like even science understands that. And energy is everywhere and energy can also be manipulated at the same time as well. So when we essentially cross over, it doesn't just stop existing. Like even science understands that, you know, everything doesn't, you know, gases will turn into liquids and you know, everything like that as well. So from the perspective of uh, the physical body crossing over, well, where does the person go then? It doesn't just stop existing. Mm. So that's really where it comes with, you know, even for me, like I said, I wasn't raised with the necessarily, with the understanding that I was, you know, a sort of a natural ability to sort of communicate with the afterlife. But my intuition as a child was always really spot on and okay. I had such strong gut feelings on everything and uh, I'd have like crazy dreams and I think mm. skepticism just comes from a lack of understanding. It doesn't sure. mean that there's a right or a wrong. It just means that maybe you haven't been exposed to it. My biggest thing of all that I want every single person to know, it's not supernatural. It's actually just supernatural. Like yeah. It really is. Like I think pop culture necessarily hasn't helped the mediumship game because especially Western pop culture because it's all about horror movies or you know, weird old ladies in velvet reading a crystal ball, which maybe does happen in the suburbs, but I don't do it. But like, <laughs> um, but it is really something that is a part of every single person. Like I believe before we're here, we all came from somewhere and we're all going to go somewhere after this. Mm. Whether you believe it or not, there's something more out there. And I think 
the human aspect of us likes to think that we know it all, especially as guys as well, because a lot of us live in our egos. I think girls are definitely a lot more sort of grey, so they sort of see a lot more different angles, and maybe that's why females in general are more open to it. From a male perspective, like I said, I think we like to think that we know it all and what we see is right in front of us, and I was exactly the same before I had that experience. So, yeah, like I said, I appreciate scepticism because I think it's just open-minded scepticism, of course, because it just is, you know, you've got your viewpoints on how things are. There's always room for growth, I think. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Going back to probably a lot of it is tradition too because, like, we both were brought up in religious families. Mm. So I'm a Catholic. Daniel is a Christian. Even, you know, you were talking to your dad before this and, you know, he was <laughs> a bit like, boys, what, you know, that's, that's the way we're raised and we're brought up. A majority of the people I'm sure that are coming to you they're the ones who are completely open to it. They want to know. Mm. But I'm sure there's probably, like we talk about our friend off air that who we knew that actually got, got read by you. And I think he was a bit iffy about it, but he tagged along with his sister and then he was amazed by it. Mm. So I'm sure you maybe have a lot of people who are skeptics, but they, maybe do they come along and join with someone else and they are all of a sudden now opened up to this, you know, or it's become more real to them. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, exactly right, because once, like, we've all got our own viewpoints, but until we're exposed to something, then we can't really judge it, if that makes sense. So until mm. you see it for yourself or until you have experience with yourself, with it, I say it to everyone, you don't have to believe in what I do, just listen to what I say mm. and make up your own opinions. Like, if I'm bringing up things that you know that no one knows, well, how am I knowing it? And from a religious standpoint as well, like, I mean, to look at the, uh, the Bible, for example, a lot of the mediums in the Bible worshipped a lot of different gods, so they were kind of heathens. This time around, uh, as, it's got, as we enter the modern age, a lot of mediums actually consider themselves devout Catholics, uh, especially the Americans in particular, because they are seen as a sort of work, a bit sacrilegious in some ways, but a work on behalf of God. Yeah, for sure. So it's definitely evolved. So the mediums in the Bible aren't like the mediums now. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's all about experience and just being sort of open to it. I mean, I think there's not one single person on the planet that can know everything. There's maybe things that I don't necessarily have belief in, but I just maybe because I haven't been exposed to it yet. Just going on that religious point for too, just because I'm really interested in this part, but why do you think there is a bit of contradiction, not contradiction, that's not the right word, but it's, it's frowned upon in the church a little bit. Is it because it's a different avenue than say the church would want you to say pray like it's mm. a like the way i look at it from more of a logical point of view when i look at all of it like mapped out i feel like it's the same result we're kind of getting in some ways but mm. it's the different avenue of doing that why do you think it's frowned upon in a church and and even for someone that's like a devout atheist for example do mm. they how do they go about seeing somebody like you yeah i mean that's the thing i mean i guess i i guess i can't really speak on behalf of the church because i'm just not even too sure about that to be very fair but from a um you know atheist perspective if I've ever read any atheists, they've always been so open-minded anyway, but a lot of them, as I was sort of even touched on before, they do come from a science background. Sure. So when you sort of break it down into the element of energy and things like that at the same time. But, I mean, you make a really interesting point because when we pray, we pray to a higher power. Yeah. You know, Catholics will view that as God or whatever it may be, but I'm essentially, you know, I'm not necessarily praying in the religious sense, but I'm talking to a higher power when I manifest. Sure. When I'm putting energy out there or when I'm, wanting to get signs on certain things. Like I'm connecting with a high power at the same time. I think for a lot of religious people and a lot of spiritual people, there are a lot of common ground in a lot of ways. Yeah, absolutely. I think religion has such an important part, even though I wasn't raised religious myself, I can look at the values and the tenets that religion has given modern society. You know, it helps people with guidance. It helps people with moral ground. And Mm. spirituality can do the same in some ways as well. But I think they're kind of one in the same. They're just different. Mm. But they've all got the same sort of tenets and foundations 
at their heart. What you do, um, it, it involves a lot of, I don't know, it's, it's a capacity emotionally, I'm sure, and mentally. Mm. Is it, can it be draining at times, what you do? Like, as in, do you, do you get tired yeah. or anything like that? Like, I love what I do. Like, and I've always enjoyed doing it right from the very start. But every time I am sitting down with someone, like, it's not necessarily rainbows and puppy dogs either. Like, we are t- touching on really... True hard subjects of, of grief, of loss, of trauma. And then it can get really fun when you're talking about relationships or travel coming up and things like that as well. But for me, I literally am the medium. So I'm connecting with something and I'm passing it on to someone else. So if I'm reading four or five people a day, I won't remember who I've read in the morning. Like I literally don't hold on to anything. Wow. Um, unless there's been very sort of specific or really unique cases that I'll sometimes remember, um, you know, circumstances or people. But... For the most part, I literally am just the middle man. Like I literally just pass it on. You're the messenger. Yeah, the messenger, exactly. Like I will never forget a face, but I won't remember a word I've said. (laughs) Right. How do you go with, uh, I'm thinking even, I'm thinking, I don't know why I've got this in my head. I'm imagining you going on a first date with somebody (laughs) and you're in the first few minutes and maybe let's pretend they don't actually know what you do prior, but let's, but but then, but then you're you're explaining to them what what you do, right? And then they might suddenly go, well, shit, this is a bit scary. Like, do they close off? How do you, and you, like, even just in a social setting, whether it's romantic or just as friends, how do you you go with that? I tell you what, I put it on my Tinder profile to start with. I'm like, fucking hell, we don't need this. Does it work? Well, not really. No. This is the thing because like, well, Good I'm, I'm nearly 37 and single, so I'll let you be the judge. <laughs> like, I find with like this, and it is, it comes down to experience. Like, you know, I'm a gay man. It was easy to tell people that I was gay. And, you know, I'm 37. So when I came out, it was 20 years ago. It was a completely different world sure. than it is now. Like the kids now aren't straight. But when I told people I was gay, like they may not believe in homosexuality. Well, not that they don't believe in it. They may not accept it. They know what it is. You tell people you're a medium, that goes one in 20 ways. Like they either think you're a fraud, they're fascinated by it, they're amazed by it, they're a bit standoffish about it, they don't believe in it, they love it. So it really can go one of 20 ways. It really, and especially when you're dating. So that's probably not having much luck with that if I'm still single at 37. But it's good to sort of just put it out there first and foremost. Yeah. I guess there's a lot of single people, past relationships, that like to tell straight up that they've got kids. Like it's sort of like, by the way, I'm a medium. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm wondering if they're thinking, all right, this is going to last a long time or this is, I don't know, that they're worried about you already knowing or think what's going to happen before it even thing. evolves. And yeah. people, because maybe if they don't have a bigger understanding of it, which I can accept. I mean, you know, 99% of people haven't been to a medium. Really. Yeah. People are always worried. And I have probably haven't given you a good example because I've <laughs> literally read you before, but like not read you, but like sort of yeah. like. Yeah. When people I'm sitting down with, they automatically assume I'm reading them. And it's simply not the case. Like my boundaries are rock solid. So when I'm reading someone, I'm David the medium. Outside of that environment, I'm back to being David. Like I'll walk down the street and I have such a strong barrier that I won't hear, feel or see a thing. Uh, So so what you're saying essentially, is it it a switch that you can just flick on and off? Kind of like a switch. And this is based on energy and frequency at the same time uh, as well. I say it's kind of like a radio. So when you're tuning in a radio, like you're changing the knob. I'm essentially tuning into a different frequency. Uh, okay. Uh, and that's kind of where I guess spirit is. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting because we had a we had a profiler on last year and 
for those of you who don't know, it's, it's somebody that reads your face. You explain it much better than I'm about to poorly <laughs> articulate this now. But it, it, basically the way your, your wrinkles are on your face, your facial structure, how you smile, how you look at things. Expressions. He, expressions, he can read you and tell, you know. And But he was basically, he was doing that during the podcast, was on mm. without us even knowing. So it's nice to know. It uh, actually helps me relax a bit that we're not being, <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> the frequency's turned down just a little bit for now. <laughs> yeah. But um, once you tapped into your ability and you started, pursuing that i would love to know about that very first person that you saw how were your nerves in terms of reading somebody in in an accuracy point of view Mm. well even now when i sit down with someone like i've got that inner like doubt that i'm not going to feel a thing or i'm you know it's going to be a waste of time like even though i've done it full time for seven years you know that's the thing but i remember the very first spirit i ever you know uh inverted commas connected with and that was in the the mentoring class i did in berwick you know i'm a short guy i'm five foot eight quite slim uh, and good looking man. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lighting. <laughs> Very good looking yeah. man. Where's the camera? There we go. <laughs> um, but. So she told me to get up in front of the room. There's only about seven of us in the room. Everyone's just like I said, very casual hanging around the couch. And got up in front of the room and she says, Keep your eyes open, keep your eyes closed. Just say whatever you feel. If you hear anything, if you see anything, just say it. Uh, and I remember I got up there and I'm like, No, oh, this is going to be a fucking waste of time. And I closed my eyes and I suddenly felt like I was towering over the room, like as a really tall man. And I was like, oh, hold on, this is like a bit weird. And I got seeing, a re- seeing people's receding hairlines. I <laughs> know <laughs> <laughs> the weather's different up there. Yeah. And I got a really sharp pain in my heart. And I was like, yeah. what the fuck's going on? So I mentioned it. And the mentor started crying because she's like, that's my ex-husband and he oh. never comes forward in readings. So he was uh, in his late 30s and died of a heart attack. But he was six foot eight or something Very like tall. That. So very wow. tall. So and I was like, oh, there is something to this. And the very first... So I started off first and foremost because, you know, I didn't want to go straight into being like David the medium. So I would read friends and family. Or not so much family, but like friends and uh, their family. Because I people I was comfortable with, but I knew them, but I didn't know them, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So it kind of grew from there. Like I was sort of sitting down with friends and connecting with things that they knew that I didn't know and I didn't know about them either. And then I remember I read one of my friend's mothers and she goes, that was so good. She goes, you should do this professionally. She goes, you should get out there and do that. I'm like, fuck yeah, I should. Like, mm. it, you know, I like, enjoy it. And it was really, and whether this is, you know, it's been a big growth journey for me as well, but at the very start, I saw it as kind of like a bit of a party trick. Mm. Yeah. Like I used to go to the, you know, be at a nightclub on a Saturday night, have a few drinks and get pissed and read someone on the dance floor. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just randomly, like it's a bit of spiritual arrogance really. But I used to of... use that trick. I used to pretend I read <laughs> palms. <laughs> I used to go up to girls and say, you know, I can read your future. And I'd say, gee, something in the next kind of hour, something something magical is going to happen in yeah, your yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're yeah, going to have yeah. a very short fling. Uh, <laughs> but it's nice to know someone does it for real. Yeah, yeah. It's not a fraud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, how did that work for you? Yeah. Um, Successful. <laughs> they knew I was bullshitting, but it was, it was successful. Yeah, like, oh, okay. oh, yeah, funny. yeah. Are, a large portion of your clientele, I'm sure, uh, are they people that wanting to connect with people that have passed on? Is that what a, a large portion of those clients are, or those on the wait list, or people that you do yeah. read? Is that what they are? Yeah. So predominantly, it is connection with those that have crossed over. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, I am a medium. So a medium means that you can communicate with those that have crossed over. So I'm connecting with family and friends. Like I'm wow. not bringing forward Princess Di, unless you knew her, but like she's not yeah. come forward. And then I am also a psychic, which means that I have the ability to foresee and predict future timelines. So my profile in Australia, for example, really grew because I was talking about COVID about six months before it existed. Wow. wow. And things like that. Okay. So, but yeah, most of it is definitely wanting to connect with loved ones yeah. that have crossed over. Um, especially over the last few years, there's been so many, you know, everyone's in a bit of turmoil themselves about sort of guidance. Mm. So there has been a lot more sort of questions around 
know, future guidance and, you know, work and relationships especially. So on that then, you're dealing with grief. Grief is such a strong, mm. powerful thing that so many people go through each and every day. I find it really interesting that you say, because you're, this is your job, this is what you do, you go from one to the next, people must sh- show so much in those, in those Zoom calls you're doing mm. now, and I'm sure when you're doing it in person. Do you find it hard to not attach to someone's emotions and feelings I just got really weird deja vu then. That's right. Really? Yeah, yeah right then. I was then. expecting the lights to go off. Um, yeah. Did you find it hard when you were first beginning to then detach yourself? Because you're a human being. I'm mm. sure you really feel emotions and human, and to other humans. Did, have you found that easy? Did you find that easy or difficult detaching yourself from the feelings that they might have been feeling? Such a great question. I've never been asked that and it's such a good question. Yeah. I think at the start it was quite confronting as well because – I knew I had this ability that I could do pretty well compared to most people, but I didn't have like a grief counselling background. I didn't have a trauma counselling background. I didn't even really understand it from a huge spiritual perspective. So when you're in that one-on-one environment with someone and it is really raw and I go hard very quickly as Mm -hmm. well because I'm not sort of being like, how's your day? How's your day? I'm like, your mother's here. Like, you know, that's a really confronting thing, especially for those that don't have a sort of a, you know, a higher understanding necessarily it is something for me i found it was coming from a place of comfort and love you know when i'm connecting with a spirit they're coming forward because they want to tell you they love you they want to talk about your life so in a lot of ways it's very cathartic because it can be really healing for people at the same time as well but my biggest thing is and if i can leave the world with everyone i've come into contact knowing this is that they never leave like your loved ones are with you every single moment that you want them to be there. Uh, and if I can sit down with someone for 45 minutes or an hour and I like to think of them beyond all reasonable doubt and proof that they are still with us, then you know that can do more healing than sort of yeah. 12 weeks of therapy in some ways. Mm. And the way you view things, I, I, I just want to get an understanding into what you kind of see when you close your eyes. So I'm like, the way I'm kind of envisaging it, there's like a line between here on earth and, and everybody that's alive. And then there's a spirituality line and there's people. When you communicate with them, are you, how does it work? Are you sending out frequencies to to the spirits to then bring them into the... Com- I, I, I don't, I'm butchering the question. No, but it's a good question. I'm but trying to get, yeah, 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 I'm trying to get an understanding of how it actually works in a more of a theoretical yeah. kind of style. So in terms of the frequency <laughs> element of spirit, like they are around us right now. Aliens are probably around us right now. We just can't see them. Yeah. You know, so it's all about different sort of frequencies. So when I read... I don't even know how I do it to be very fair, but my brain just switches. So for a lot of mediums, if we're hooked up to a brain monitor, it will actually show our brain waves go into the same level as light sleep or dreaming. Okay. But I'm obviously consciously awake. Right. Uh, and that's why when you have dreams of your loved ones, it's actually then because everyone does that. Oh, really? Yeah, 100%. There's no doubt um, for me. So when I read someone uh, and my brain switches, I see, hear and feel. So I will, I, when I usually read someone, you know, to go into what you're talking about before with the facial expressionist, I actually close my eyes because I don't want to see their reactions. So if I'm saying something like, you know, people sometimes don't have a poker face. So they're like, oh, yes. And then, but yeah. then I know I'm on the right track. So yeah. I actually either close my eyes or I don't make eye contact. But it also helps sort of. I just got focus. really nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Is your heart rate increasing? A little, yeah. So, mate, mate, now's not the time to be nervous. It's when you're doing naughty things and <laughs> your, your ancestors are watching. That's when you're going to be nervous. <laughs> you probably got a tingle down your right side. Jeez. Um, yeah. 
But I, yeah, so I have the ability to see, hear, and feel. So I'll close my eyes. I'll picture this exact same room, but suddenly there'll be people here. Right, okay. Um, so like, obviously, I close my eyes, picture you too. There'll be people behind you. Hearing, I can hear... Usually, they will use my own inner voice to talk, but sometimes I actually do hear their voices, and it kind of sounds like they're you know at the other end of the wall yelling out at me. They will use my brain like a library, so the Latvian flag, for example, but they can use my own memories, pop culture, general knowledge, geography, if it's relevant or special to either of you or both of you. But they will just randomly pick things out to show. But it is a game of translation as well. So sometimes spirit will show me symbols, but I know what they mean now, which is just over yeah. practice. Uh, and feeling, I will feel emotion. Um, so if they're happy, I'll feel happiness around things. If they're annoyed by things that are going on in the physical, I'll feel that. If they have a heart attack, my heart will get sore. If they have cancer, I've got symbols for cancer. Like Alzheimer's will give me cloudiness in the mind. And it all sort of combines into <laughs> being David the Medium yeah, all at once. Wow. Yeah. That's, That's amazing. Incredible. Like it's, it's really interesting. So from a, a theory point of view, like what you used that word before, when you put it in those terms, it actually, it makes more sense. Like mm. it's not like you're just getting told all these different, you've actually got things, symbols that you actually align, mm. certain things that have, that have happened, which is, is just amazing. Yeah. And there's recordings of me speaking other languages at the same time though. Yeah. Like I've broken out in fluent Vietnamese. Like, you know what I mean? Like skinny white. Really? Yeah, yeah. So... I don't allow the spirit to possess me, obviously, but I allow them to really come in. Mm. And, you know, even people have said when I've read them, like I take on mannerisms, I use forms of speech that their loved ones did. Mm. I was like, I don't, but I'm not even aware I'm doing it. Like even when I was speaking Vietnamese, I didn't realize I spoke Vietnamese. Um, but there's recordings of me also speaking Polish, and, you know, things like that. Like, wow. Like I can only speak English. But is that, that, is that, that well. being possessed though? If, well, it's it's not, if it's not, how does it work? Well, I'm still completely in control. I just allow them to come in. Okay. The language thing kind of does throw me off because I don't obviously speak those languages and it's not in my brain anywhere either. So. Yeah. Is that the same with tongues then? Like when people speak in tongues? tongues yeah. yeah. Is that the sim- probably say, similar yeah. thing? Yeah. Cause, right. Because so I remember my aunties, one of them can speak in tongues and like yeah. that, that actually aligns with that more. Mm. Like it's almost like it's a language that you quite don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, and she religious as well. Yeah, Catholic. So she's speaking ancient Armenic or something. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't, yeah, because there's people in my family that speak tongues too. It's amazing. But it, it's which I found it quite <laughs> intimidating. Well, I mm. get when people from the outside too, they go, yeah. "Well, what's going on here? Like, this is because we 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 had on oh, six months ago. We had some paranormal investigators on, which was an interesting <laughs> conversation for us. We actually went and did some. Investigating. Yeah, with we, we your voice with is so open. What are you doing? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's what we so said cool. about the show. We have got a YouTube video coming hopefully soon that we need to put together of us actually with doing all the devices. It. And that was really interesting. Yeah, but yeah. gosh, now I'm throwing off what I was going to say. About ghosts. Yeah, no, it wasn't about ghosts. Oh, gosh. No, it's sorry. funny. We were talking about ghosts with Rob Mills earlier, but ghosts in movie. Damn it. Sorry, I've, I've gone blank. Yeah. Uh, with your family, like, has it, been, has it been interesting for your family? And now I know you've been doing it professionally now mm. for seven years, but for them, it's. Do some of them, your family, friends, is it a, something they can ring you and go, oh, can you can you do this for? I, I want to connect with. Like, is, yeah. is there a bit of that? Like, your friends and family want to utilize your. I don't. Know, but do people say powers? Like, utilize your kind of like a gift. Your I'll gift. Say, yeah, like, but do, everyone's got it. But yeah, 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 yeah. Do yeah. The friends and family latch on and want to <laughs> jump on. <laughs> so I can't connect with my own blood. Oh so wow! If I'm reading someone that I'm actually related to, I can't feel spirit. So I can connect with your spirits more than I can with my own. Okay. Um, I can definitely provide guidance and answers. They must be gutted about that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But friends, I've got to admit, they've been so respectful, especially the friends that I've known a long time because there is a lot of people that obviously knew me before I was David the Medium as well. So 
Um, but, you know, I'm happy to help them where yeah. I can as well. You know, even over the last few years, I've gone through friends that have lost parents or you know, lost loved ones in their life. It's, it's an honour for me to be able to read for them mm. uh, and to be able to sort of connect for them. Yeah. In terms of uh, my own personal, like, bloodline and yeah, family, okay, I can't, you can't. Really connect with spirits. That's but interesting. I can, I can give them sort of tips and... I, my intuition is, like I said, pretty rock solid. So even when it comes to psychic things, I just kind of know how things will end. Yeah. So right. I can always let my family know that as well. But with that's my a, own that's life, what freaks me out. Are the Western Bulldogs <laughs> winning the grand final next year? That's what I'm <laughs> yeah, you must, be, you must have a great think, sports bet account. Yeah, I'll, be, <laughs> I'll tell you a story. You know what? Like the very first time I did a, like a sports bet, I ended up winning quite a lot, but it was all complete guessing. Well, not guessing, but I just didn't yeah. know what I was doing. Geez, where were you a couple of weeks ago? That would be very handy. But I'm <laughs> going to the grand final as well. I've always predicted the really? uh, winner for the grand final the last few years. Yeah, yeah there you go. Well, can you maybe... How early can you do this? <laughs> you don't have to say it on the pod, but maybe afterwards we might yeah, write yeah. it down, or we might do a secret recording and replay it afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I remember what I was going to ask now. Fine, there we go. Um, yeah, it's come back. So what we were talking to those paranormal investigators about too, and we were asking about their theories. How do they how do they see things? And this was just their own opinions. And one of them said that basically to to connect with the afterlife or ghosts. And we were asking, what is a ghost? What actually is your definition of it? And they basically said it's the people that haven't totally transitioned out of this life onto the next and they might just be floating around the realm they, they're holding on to something there's something they they need to either a message they want to get out or something unfinished business or whatever when you're trying to connect with somebody specifically and you can't connect with them for whatever reason what in your mind is that it's a reason why is it because they've transitioned on to the afterlife or the next life or whatever it mm. is from there I, off the top of my head, can't think of any, oh, there's sort of one circumstance where I just haven't been able to connect. But that okay. was, I honestly, even now don't know why. That was pretty early on in my career, but okay. I just never felt anything. So yet. you're pr- relatively confident that when somebody says, I want to connect with someone specific, you will be able oh, 100%. to. 100%. Okay. Especially if they okay. actually say someone specifically. Yeah, yeah. There's no doubt that they'll be there. Do you think then that's why there's a bit of, that's why there's people that, don't like the aspect of what you do because you might be dragging somebody that's passed on back into mm. here and now. I'm not dragging them. They're already here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Like I said, they're already around us. Yeah. Right? And, then, and this is what I say to my clients as well. Like I don't open a door for them to walk in. Like they're already here. I just actually talk to them. Yeah. Um, from the, uh, the spiritual perspective of the paranormal hunters that said that, you know, they're sometimes stuck in the physical world or they can't move on. In my experience, that, isn't necessarily correct because uh, every so this is where we have like spiritual chats but sure before you come into this realm we'll call it earth well it is earth so before you come to earth you have a soul contract Uh, and i think the biggest question everybody has it's like well what's the meaning of life like Mm -hmm. why the fuck are we all here doing this yeah because it is quite random and pointless it's really crazy think about it Yeah. yeah and the meaning of life is essentially soul development because the soul has to come to this realm because it's going to learn things, it's going to grow, it's evolving and it's transitioning in its own way. Uh, And before you're born into this life, there is what they call the soul contract and you sign off on it. And it uh, says, okay, this is what you're going to learn this time. This is who your family is. I believe that our family connections have always been our family connections, even in past lives. Uh, And essentially we sign off, okay, yep, done, born into it. And life is classroom for the soul. Like this is like us coming to high school, but it's in a grander scale because we're all learning things and we're all gaining experiences. But the soul always knows what it's here to do. And it doesn't leave the physical world before it's time. And sometimes mm-hmm. that's tragic because sometimes people are too young, in our view, to cross over. Or sometimes their death is actually really fucking tragic uh, in terms of the circumstances of how it happened. 
So as much as the human never wants to leave, because none of us want to leave our family or our friends, of course, they're the most important things in us. But the soul always knows that it has a higher purpose for a higher reason as to where it's going or transcending back to the afterlife. Because in its view, it came here and it's done everything it had to. So from a, a haunting perspective, the spirits won't hang around because they've transitioned on. What does hang around is their energy. You don't get hauntings in pet shops, you know, beautiful, yeah. happy places. You get hauntings in places where there's really negative energy. Prisons, psych wards, mm. you know, hospitals, those yeah. unhappy places. Yeah. Schools. Schools. <laughs> Graveyards. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, St. Leonard's in Brighton's haunted. Yeah. <laughs> Is there really? Yeah, there's a little oh. drop for you. Sorry. To Gosh, I used, to, I used to spend a bit of time there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's usually where tragedy occurs or where there's real negative energy that the human has in that one space. Mm that when the human crosses over, the energy is still left behind. So again, this is actually science because if I put my hand down on the table and lift it up, under the right uh, camera, like UV cameras, you'll actually still see the imprint of my hand because I've yeah. left my energy behind. Gotcha. So when you're in a prison for five years and you've just fucking murdered five people and you're really fucking toxic, then you can only imagine <laughs> what your prison cell turns into energetically. So people with extra sensory ability or paranormal hunters, they will go into that prison cell and suddenly it will spike. I see. You're not necessarily feeling the soul of the person that was there, but you're definitely connecting with the energy that's left behind. Interesting. Where do you sit with like stimulation theory? Like, and you talk, like I know it's a weird question, but like you're talking about soul contracts mm. and I don't know if that means, do you believe then our lives are predetermined or how much impact do we have in your, just your personal view? Do yeah. we actually have, or is it all predetermined? Like, I believe it's actually both. So I okay. think the key parts of our life are predetermined. What we do have free will over is the path that we take to it. So so just take a step back. So that those key elements, is that what marriage, is that yeah. kids, is that the job? really big life events. Yeah. Okay. So for example, me being a psychic medium, like that was pre written. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, marriage, bringing kids into the physical world, really defining jobs, really defining moments in your life sure. that really help shape who you are or shape your journey is already pre written. Right. Because that's what the soul is learning or gaining by going through that experience. Um, but I say life is kind of like a triangle. So imagine a point at the top. Yeah. That's the unavoidable fate part of your life or the point of your life. And all down the bottom is the pathways and the options you can take to it. But whatever path you take will inevitably end up in the same point anyway. I see. So it's kind of both. There is fate and destiny, but there's also free choice and free will. Here's one for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about the doggies again, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Can you give your take on what happens to us when we die? I believe it is what we would call heaven. But I also believe that when we cross over, that's not the final resting spot for us because the soul will then go on to multiple journeys. From my perspective, it's exactly what we would imagine heaven to be uh, in terms of the religious sense because it is incredibly peaceful. Everyone I've connected with is so at peace. They're so happy. They're free from any negative human or physical emotion that their body went through or that their life on the physical world in their journey on earth went through. Uh, and they're all together. And I believe that they will, I call it the waiting room, not so much heaven, but they will all be together waiting for us to rejoin them again. And I believe that we don't transcend to another higher level or we don't get reincarnated until the last person who knew us personally on earth actually crosses over as well. 
So we, right. wait, so we always wait for our family and our friends. And something that's really important to remember as well, time doesn't exist in the afterlife. So we measure time, but dinosaurs didn't measure time. Like time is a completely human invention. Mm. So in the afterlife, for them, it's like five minutes. They're watching over our lives. I was going to say, they're probably looking at some people who are living to 100 plus going, hurry yeah, up. Hurry you know? up. Well, in like, some ways, yes. But, yeah, they also, no. but they also knew that person was going to live to 100. So yeah. um, wow. they're able to watch over our lives and they're able to see everything as well. But I had a really interesting point, but then spirit It's really me. interesting yeah. you say that because one of my biggest fears, Dave, mm. is eternity. The idea of yeah. that. Yeah. It's always freaked me out. And even coming from a... You know, a religious family, you go to church and, you know, you think of, you know, when that day happens, you're, mm. you're in eternal glory, in God's eternal glory, as they would say. But eternity, like, freaks me <laughs> out. Oh, that scared me too. Yeah. But yeah. you saying that, like, doesn't it doesn't exist. Yeah, because we're seeing it from a human perspective of what we imagine eternity to be. But once the soul crosses over, we're returning to the true form again, which is essentially you know, the collective energy. So once we all leave up there, you've got to imagine sort of one big bubble. We're all going back to the bubble. And that's no time there. It's just it's our natural form, to be mm. very fair. Do, um, does it then loop back when everybody's there then, in your mm. opinion, does it then loop back, we go back to Earth or is it a new yeah. dimensional plane or, or we don't know? One you, of these things that we'll never know until we're yeah. actually there again. Yeah, it's yeah, the human yeah, one, remember. But yeah, I, I mean, I definitely believe in reincarnation. So I believe that the same souls can come back to Earth or to do more lessons again. But yes, it's one of the biggest questions and I think it's one of these things that we're not going to know until we actually cross over ourselves. Mm. What do you think of then hell, right? Because I don't know if this is just a religious thing, that heaven and then there's hell. Mm. And, you, and I was always told you can't believe in God without believing in Satan. You can't believe in heaven without believing in hell. Mm. Is there a hell? Do you believe in a hell? Or is that just a... It's really funny, but a lot of uh, spiritual people think earth is actually hell. Yeah, well, I've heard that too. <laughs> I've heard that because too. Because this is where it's actually quite hard. This is where the negativity, the the darkness, the heavy emotion can be. Um, I definitely believe in the positive higher power and I think common sense says that there would be negative sort of controlling power as well. Is it, you know, the view of the devil necessarily? Is he red with horns? Maybe, maybe not. But I definitely believe in a version of the devil and I think the devil is the human shadow side. You know, the impulses that we act on that are really dark or really negative. That can mm. be sort of the internal version of hell. Um, hell is an actual place I don't necessarily believe in. Again, might be proven wrong one day. Hopefully not personally. Let's hope not. I dedicated my life to helping people. How the fuck did that like, yeah, so, like, why? It's so hot in here. Yeah, you know? like, <laughs> well, okay, but all the good people will be down there. So it's okay. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I... I believe in a version of heaven, but I don't believe heaven is the last space and I yeah. don't call it heaven myself. And I think hell doesn't necessarily exist in my perspective, but I think there's a lot of aspects of it in the physical world. As mm. well on Earth. Can you debunk the myth? And I'm sure there's so many people that say are skeptical of your industry and what you do around, because people would say, oh, well, before you see them, they jump on social media and they look at your mm. Facebook, your Instagram. Can you just debunk that for us? <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't even know your guys' names before I got here. That's so a good I'll point. That's, when I actually, read that's a good actually. call. Yeah, yeah. yeah, even when I meet boys, I'm like... Well, you knew us as Doss and D. I knew you was Doss and D. I was like, well, that's probably not their actual name. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this is the thing. In the social media world that we live in, you can probably go on people's Instagrams. You can go on their Facebooks. You can, you know, LinkedIn, TikTok, whatever it may be. And you will find out things about their life because we have made it so public. 95% plus of what I talk about, and I'm happy to read you boys later on. You can be the judge for it, but it's not things that you would necessarily find online because mm. it's actual 
Like, okay, we talk about our good parts of our lives. We don't talk about the traumas we're going through. True. We don't talk about the fucked up things that have happened in our lives. We don't necessarily, well, some people do, but we don't necessarily put it out there daily on our Facebook page. So a lot of what I connect with as well, like I said, it's, it's more so things that are going on in your life right now. It's more so things that happened when you were 10 years old. It's emotions that you're thinking. It's things that you've actually got going on that you haven't even told anyone about. Mm. They know because they can connect with you. But, uh, and there's also the element of me being a psychic. Like no one, like that's not written anywhere to be very fair. Like that's connecting with future timelines that aren't existing mm. right yep. now. It's an interesting point because I will be like, oh, you've got two kids. I was like, well, yeah, if I was to go deep diving into that. Like you have the time that, for that anyway. Well, well, you know? I'm so lazy anyway. <laughs> and I actually do have a terrible memory. Like even as we're talking about before, I can't remember what I read this morning. So it's sort of like if you want me to remember everyone all day, it's not going to work very long. But yeah, there are things that you would find on uh, if you were to go on, the on socials, Instagram. Yeah, yeah, on the socials. But yeah, like I said, 95% plus is not things that you would necessarily mm. dare to post about. or mm. Not dare to post about it, but you wouldn't post about it. I'm also bringing up family names or, you know, things like that as well because I like to pride myself on being very good with names. Um, so if we're talking about your, you know, arguments like your great-grandmother, well, where have you put her name on your Instagram? You know, that's the thing. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's really a person I'd love to connect yeah, yeah. with. <laughs> uh, what, what are the – like, it's probably twofold, but what's the most common thing people that come and see you are looking for in terms of that response they want to get? What's the is – it, is it peace? Is it – what, what are they looking for? And secondly, what's the most common message that comes back? Yeah, wow, that's a good question again. So I think the thing that people are most seeking uh, when you've lost someone in the physical that you completely love is you want to know that they're okay. Yeah. First and foremost, you want to know not only they're okay, but they still know what goes on in your life. Uh, I think the hardest thing for a lot of us is to, you know, and we all go through it. And if we haven't already, we will go through it at some stage. But when you lose someone in the physical sense that you completely love. Like, we think about, but I'm going to have kids one day or I'm going to get married one day or I'm going to have this happen in my life one day and they're not there for it. So my whole thing is if you can sit down with me and I can show you that they're there and allow them to show you that they're there, it's not actually me that's doing it, that they can provide you with some sort of peace moving forward in your life knowing that your loved ones have crossed over in the physical sense but they never actually left you. Gotcha. That's the biggest thing of all for me. And then in terms of, what was the next part? <laughs> uh, like the most, com- the, the most common message you get back. Uh, honestly, every single reading is different because okay. it, does, it honestly depends the intention that people come for, to be very sure. fair. So, I mean, as we were saying, I mean, a lot of people come because they want to connect with loved ones that have crossed over, but then there's people that just want to know about relationships or they want to know about work and things like that as well. But, but future, you can't future just things. Future things as but well. But you yeah. can't just say, I want to connect with Michael Jackson or... or <laughs> Not unless you knew him personally. I was, always, okay. I was a big, always a big John Lennon fan. <laughs> Wouldn't yeah. that be fun? Well, we'll see. We'll, see. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, actually, after I just said you won't connect with them, you don't know them. Yeah. Chopper Reed. Wow. He loves attending um, <laughs> spiritual circles. What? Okay. So multiple spiritual circles and sort of uh, mentoring classes have had Chopper Reed come forward. Wow. I've had Chopper Reed in one of our mentors. I can sense a bloke with no ears. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> but he's, he's the most cocky. Like, really? In his spirit, yeah. He's such a cocky, confident really? guy. Like, yeah, so... So um, you, you, you take some of those traits with you? Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. wow. Well, you don't okay. just, you don't part turn of who you are beautiful. already. Okay, yeah. But That's bizarre. When, uh, because, you know, the soul and human are one and the same, but they're two completely different things at the same time. Like what we see of each other is the skin and the bones. We don't see each other's souls necessarily. Mm. But when spirit is talking back to me, like they want to show me personal 
traits or physical traits that their loved ones would connect with. So they will appear how you remember them too. Yeah, sure. Is that how they look like 24-7? I'm not actually sure because I'm not up there. But mm. um, they will definitely give personality traits, body language traits. You know, if they're, sometimes some of them are really cocky or really <laughs> arrogant or really fun or really shy and quiet. But they will show me that as well. Sure. Yeah. With your business and what you've created, what's been probably the most surprising thing for you doing a service and, and, and being this person, David, mm. the medium, like what's been the most surprising thing that you've just in, in the last seven years, you've gone, wow, I can't believe not, not necessarily a, yeah. a reading, but more like as a business, yeah. like you, 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 you work for yourself, you run a business. Yeah. Well, that's the thing I never, pla- well, not that I never planned on being David the medium, but I never saw myself being David the medium. That was the thing because I, even when I was working in corporate and I started reading people, I was still looking for a part-time job. Like I still had it in my head that this is how life had to be. So I didn't start this out being like, I'm going to become like the biggest medium in Australia and everyone's going to know me. Like, cause that's really kind of like arrogant in some ways. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to do it. So the biggest surprise to me is that people, I can walk down the street and people will recognize me. Like yeah. that still catches me. By that's surprise. weird. That's cool. Yeah. It's really quite honored by yeah, it. To be very that someone will take the time out of their day. To You're be very like, humble. Yeah, oh, stop it. No, you are. <laughs> give, yeah. give me a drink. And we'll <laughs> no, but, like, but that's the thing. So the fact that I actually became David the medium yeah. shocks me. It really does. The branding side of it. The branding yeah. side of it. That people recognize me. That I read for people overseas. That I get invited to events because I'm David the medium. That's cool. It's like guys, you know how boring I really am. Like you know, but sort of like I mean, you don't yeah. seem boring to us. Oh, you, you, we're very true. We need to stop flirting. I was like pulling my top down. <laughs> <laughs> Do people come to you that are in really in terms of a percentage, people that come to you that's in just a really happy, good space, they're not grieving somebody, mm. they haven't lost somebody, they just they just want to connect for whatever reason. Or is that pretty uncommon? Or is most yeah, peop- I mean, people will do that, to be very fair, but mostly it's with purpose and intention. Sure. Sometimes, that, unfortunately, it is heavier because you know, they have lost people that they love or it is quite sad or things like that as well. But, you know, not to sound like an asshole, but, like, you know, my price rate is high. As mm. well, so people usually won't bother unless they've yeah. actually got a purpose behind it yeah uh, and it's you know i am so fortunate to have such a you know a huge loyal community as well and there's only so many readings i can do per week as well of so course the appointments are, you know i can't unfortunately read for every single person well it's it's so interesting because obviously you knew our friends that have seen you my cousin has seen you my sister's on your waiting really? list like yeah there's yeah, yeah. there's like it's so interesting that we're sitting in front of you because there's people in our lives that clearly like they they love what you do and they follow you and what, what you put up on social media is is more than just what you do. It's who you are as the brand. Mm. Is that a key element of the business too is putting things on social media that aren't just about you as the medium? Mm. Well, I didn't get Instagram until 2017. Okay. And by that stage, I was like, well, I can't be bothered having a business one and a private yeah. one. So yeah. I just combine them both. Yeah, good decision. <laughs> um, yeah. I should also add in, my readings are completely free, by the way. My time and my energy are not. So that's something for everyone to pay attention to when you've got something that you is Can you repeat that? Sorry, one more yeah, time. So my readings, when we sit down for the 45 minutes, my readings are completely free. The time and the energy that it, that I've created over, over a decade to put sure. into it is not. Gotcha. So, that's what I think. I think about, that's mm. why I asked you the question earlier about, mm. like you must get tired, you know, because yeah. it's emotionally, it's very, like you said, raw. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, I've created really strong sort of, Coping mechanism sounds weird, but it kind of is like coping mechanisms in my own way. Like I'm very good with self-care and sort of, you know, taking the time back to sort of decompress and chill. 
Um, but spirit also protects me as well because I kind of say it's like being a doctor or a nurse. Like you can't take it home with you mm. um, because it wasn't mine to begin with. So it's not actually fair to anyone for me to hold on to that True. on their behalf. But yeah, so I love what I do though. So it's easy at the same time. Yeah. Would you ever go full circle and one day teach people that want to do what you do in the future? Is mm. that something you've it's considered? Definitely in the plans. I would yeah. love to be able to do it. Like it's just about finding, um, I guess, the right sort of circumstances. Like I want to be able to dedicate the right amount of time to it. You sure. want to get the right people in the class. Like, But it was something I would love to do. Yeah, cool. Um, I do think about it, but I wouldn't even know where to begin. But it's really funny because every time I've actually gone to Planet, universes had other ideas. Like I was actually going to run a class in 2020. I mean, you know, we couldn't even leave the house in 2020. Yeah. So, you know, you little things but you like knew that. that was going to happen. Well, yeah, well, I could see people in masks. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, I was, well, you know yeah. we'll blame Dan Andrews for the rest of that. But like, you know, sort of like, <laughs> but it's, it's definitely a longer term plan. Mm. I would love to be able to, you know, help other people that have, maybe they already know that they have an ability and they want to grow it or things like that as well. Yeah. As I was saying before, everyone can do it. Yeah. yeah. We sat down and we did a 12-week mentoring course. You boys would be mediums by the end as well. Wow. Well, <laughs> I don't know where to go with that. Yeah. Another element to our business already. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, as we sort of come towards a close, like this has been totally fascinating, but I actually just want to hear a little bit more about yourself away from that. So mm. we see David the medium, we hear about, about you and what your work is, but when you're not working, what's your life like? What do you do? I love traveling. So that's okay. been a really big thing over the last few years as well. So it's also good for decompressing, de-stressing to just get out of the environment. So, you know, I like traveling. I'm very close with my family, like my immediate family. I like to call myself an introverted extrovert. Or no, extroverted introvert maybe. Yeah, no, that one makes more sense. <laughs> yeah. Extroverted introvert. Nothing better for me than even just sitting on the couch on a Thursday or Friday night eating shit and watching TV. <laughs> yeah. But no, I like being social at the same time as well. And can you separate it? Can you just, like you talked about frequency at the start. Can you just turn it off and you say, yeah. I just don't want anything to do with it. I just 100%. want to, cl- yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah. As soon as I'm done, it's off. Yeah. But, yeah. but do you use it also, I'm thinking like you're traveling, do you use it almost as a bit of a protective layer and where you're going to go and what you're going to do and who you're going to hang out with? Their or? intuition, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So it's, yeah, it's the same sort of thing that really, yeah. It's but pretty cool. <laughs> Actually, that that's a, leads to this question then. Do you feel guilty if you use that that gift of yours, like that being able to be somewhat psychic and, and predict? And do you feel guilty sometimes using it for your own like pleasure? Like I'm, I'm sure, or leisure, that's probably, because I'm, I'm just, I'm, this is what I'm picturing. I'm picturing you in Europe and like you're working out where to go for dinner and like there's lines at every restaurant and you're like, I reckon there's not going to be a line at this one, so I'm going to go to that one. <laughs> car you know? Yeah. You know, or yeah, car yeah, park no. spots. I've actually you know? done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, like I said, I'll teach everyone else how to do it as well. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't some secret club. I want everyone to be a part of it. Yeah, no. not, not with the parking spot one. Like, I just want to be able to do that by myself. I don't yeah, no, you're not giving those tricks away. Spots. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> like, you don't feel guilty to use it for yourself sometimes? Not guilty. No, no, no that's good. I'm, no, 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 I'm all about that. I'm just like... Yeah, if you've got an extra ability... Why not? I would too. There's always been sort of circumstances as well. Like, you know, my friend and I, we were traveling Europe in uh, 2009, so a long time ago, and we were in Budapest and we were going down to Croatia. We both woke up that morning and she wasn't psychic. Well, even I wasn't at that stage. This was 2009. I didn't know until 2010. And we were in Budapest and we both woke up that morning and we both said to each other without thinking, let's not leave today. We'll just stay in you know, Budapest another day. And we're like, yeah, cool. So we even had train tickets booked. We're just like, oh, fuck it, like, whatever, we'll just stay here for a bit. That train ended up crashing. What? Uh, killed 11 people and everyone on board was actually injured. So, but again, I didn't know. But the, it's really interesting to see where the universe will place you in certain circumstances. Mm. Like, I nearly got killed in a terrorist attack in America. 
where I should have been in the nightclub that got shot up. Oh, right. But again, fate would have it that we just went How long ago was that? 2016, the Pulse nightclub shooting in wow. Orlando. Yeah, I was in America around that time. Did you, what told you, was it just, was it laziness? Like, I don't want to feel like going out now or was there something that said don't go? Like, the weather avoid it? of all things. See, this is the okay. thing because it wasn't necessarily a psychic thing, but I had a friend of mine who wanted to go to Orlando, uh, to Disneyland. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and we were in Miami at the time. And I'd just been with the girls in Vegas and they were like, oh, let's go to a gay club. I'm like, I don't really, like the straight clubs in Vegas are so much better. <laughs> um, so they were like, we'll go up to Disney World. We'll hang out for the day there. And then I like, we'll stay the night in Orlando. And they're like, we'll go to a gay club in Orlando. I'm like, yeah, cool. All right. If you guys really want to go. We'll you go. sound keen. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, they were more keen tonight. So Googled it, Pulse Nightclub. I was like, yeah, it looks cool. Booked accommodation near Pulse Nightclub. Booked the car. I can drive in America, so booked the car. Woke up that morning really early because it was like a you know, three-hour drive up to Florida or up the coast of Florida. And it was piercing down with rain. And I said to my mate, I'm like, I'm still happy to go, but you know, we're going to be in Disneyland in the rain. And she's like, ah, you know, whatever, we won't go. And I was like, yeah, cool. Okay, fine. So ended up just hanging out in Miami, went out in Miami that night, went home, woke up to the news that the nightclub that we'd booked to go to, or the one that we were yeah. going to go to, got shot. Um, so yeah, guy walked in with a gun and murdered 49 people. And I instinctively know that if we did end up going, they would have been killed and I would have survived. I just know it. Wow. Yeah. Do people, um, again, I'm just thinking like, what, what would somebody hear from you that would make them take action? If somebody said to you, look, this relationship isn't going to, they're not, not going to be the one you're going to be with for the rest of your life. That brings it to a premature end. Have you had instances like that? And how do you feel about that? If obviously they, they're certain that this is the one, I don't know why I'm using this example, mm. but you're saying, look, it's not your, mm. your path is elsewhere. And they choose to take that advice how do, how do you go about that kind of yeah i mean it's a really interesting <coughs> point that you raise as well because there is kind of that like that boundary in some way as well like i decided very early on that if i either felt something or wanted to say something that i wouldn't filter it again there is some mediums out there that are kind of bullshit at the same mm, time as well yeah. like there's bad doctors or there's bad real estate agents whatever it is i mean there's some bad apples in the game as well that can really sort of send people down the wrong way i can't speak on their behalf but for me when your loved ones connect, they're coming forward to help provide guidance and clarity or support or, you know, just wanting to talk about things that you want to talk about with you. So they always do it in a very diplomatic way in some ways as well. So especially with relationships, they will maybe point things out that maybe the other person wasn't aware of. I have actually told people that their partners are cheating on them. Right, But I've okay. been able to show how, when and why. Not to say, oh, you know, she's Oh, right. Them. And they're like, oh, fuck. So... But so that a would lot be of, tough. Yeah, well, and it is. That's yeah. the thing. But in a lot of ways, spirit will also pass on things that help you understand your own strength even more. So there are a lot of women that I read, especially they're in really shitty, abusive, bullshit relationships with guys. Mm. And then their loved ones will come forward, but like, you're a good woman. Like, you know, they really sort of help build the confidence in some ways by some of the things that they can mention. Then they realize their own self-worth even more. Mm. And then they'll end the relationship based on that. But yeah, I... Spirit will... It's fascinating. Yeah, it is. And like for me, it's sort of like, you know, like I said, I'm just the middle man. I'll just pass on whatever they want you to know. Um, but people have left jobs. They've moved house. They've yeah. left relationships. Yeah. Wow. For those... So what we've done is we've just... David's yeah. very kindly done a reading for both of us. Which we, we weren't expecting that. We, yeah. Which we weren't expecting. Um, we're still debating which parts we're going to air, but we'll definitely put some for the next part of the podcast so people can have a listen. But It was very personal. But it was very personal, very emotional. Yeah. It was unbelievable, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, well, how do you, just, just to mm. give the listeners a perspective, how do you feel after yeah. that? 
Oh, to you to yeah. reference names and nicknames and places in the world and things that are happening now and has happened in the past and inside jokes within the family. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? Yeah. No, it's um, it's a weird feeling to be honest. Mm. I must it's say, hard to describe. Yeah. And it I is. think it's one of these things over the next few days when you reflect on it. Yeah. Kind of. Just, uh, oh, I'll reflect on that a lot, yeah. and it's yeah, probably still feels a bit weird. Like, but it's, mm. everything was just so spot on, and I can. It's such a good feeling too. Mm. Like, it was such a good feeling. Thank you. So thank you for Mate. making me feel so good. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. That's a, yeah. that's amazing. So yeah. I mean, honestly, and this is not some kind of, but if. People need to go see him, don't they? Yeah. They need to go spend If they can, if they can... They can get in. But that was... Oh, I'm actually lost for words. Yeah. That was incredible. So, Ooh, thank so you, Dave. Maybe, can you share maybe your, your socials and and maybe promote yourself a little bit and, and you, if you've got a website and where people can go to... How do we get on the waiting list? Yeah. yeah. Well, the, well, <laughs> or do people just need to start a podcast? Maybe... <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you want to get me on, just start a uh, podcast. No, so uh, all appointments are taken through my website, which is davidthemedium.com. Uh, so I sort of release appointments for the fortnight ahead. There's no rhyme or rhythm to it. I just kind of do mm. when I know my own sort of availability and uh, definitely follow along on Instagram as well. So I just post a lot of uh, psyche predictions, but also daily life and things going on. And um, I also do post sometimes the appointments are there as well. So sometimes people find it through that. Um, but yeah. that's at David the Medium on Instagram. Getting on TikTok slowly. Yes, very nice. Um, I did a Royals prediction video on TikTok about Harry and Meghan. So like the 10,000 people that follow me on TikTok, 9,500 of them are British royal fans. So it's a little bit <laughs> yeah. not really my <laughs> main the audience at the moment. But yeah. like, yeah, so come along for the ride. Oh, that, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Dave, thank you so much. Firstly, for that, that whole interview. Um, Unbelievable. It was, it was really interesting to hear your story, how it works as a person who's probably been on the fence about it too, mm. for me learning how you do it, that was amazing. But then to actually see you in action and that was, yeah, again, just pretty mind-numbing to a, to a certain extent. But for you to take the time to come here and not only sit with us, chat about just life, but to do that as well, you didn't have to do that. So yeah. thank you. Thanks, appreciate Dave. Thank really you. appreciate it. Thank you so much. No, thanks yeah. for the opportunity. Nah. Thank you.